I always enjoy conversation with my guest from UWL Political Science Department because uh, because although he takes his job very seriously and he takes life very seriously, he also has the ability to hear a headline or hear a conversation and laugh about it. I shared a text that I got from uh, uh, from my friend Lee, and we laughed about it because, you know, because the hosts of a particular podcast are way out there, which is why I like speaking to you, Dr. Anthony Tregoski, because f- you are required to walk the fence, uh, representing and working with Republican kids and Democrat kids on campus. Is that a difficult thing for you to do? It can be, but I just really enjoy it. I look at it from an educational perspective. One of the exciting things about working with young people is that they're still developing their views. They're still developing their values. Now, as we've seen, Mike, and as we've talked about, sometimes that can be messy. And really, it always has been messy when a new generation is entering the political system and when they are figuring out what they believe. I mean, that is something that always stirs things right. up and mixes things up. But but I really enjoy working with everyone from all sides. It's one of the great parts about uh, what I get to do here. Well, what's scary to me, because it didn't happen when I was in college, was that when a particular speaker is scheduled to come to campus, uh, it, of course, the other side of whatever that speaker is going to talk about uh, is going to protest and yell uh, but there is still the opportunity for that speaker to speak. I I just saw, I don't remember what campus it is, doesn't matter, but uh, a speaker was coming to campus to talk about uh, uh, conservative issues, and rather than send people to the speech, uh, because if they did, they were told by the president of uh, school, if they disrupt the speech, you will be punished. And so instead, the teachers in that particular political science department canceled classes so that nobody had to so when the speaker was ready to make that speech there was no one in the audience because classes were canceled and i thought wow there's an open-minded uh, college campus we only allow what mm-hmm. we want to allow and uh, you know uh, on the harvard campus with billions of dollars in an endowment you you can't you can't protest Hamas and Gaza Strip and Israel, uh, uh, you can't do that against the law. Oh, and by the way, if you use the wrong pronouns, you'll be punished. You'll be fined. You could find yourself off campus for accidentally misgendering someone. Uh, but at the same time, you can't you, you, you it's OK to uh, uh, to uh, have a, a, a gathering in favor of in support of Hamas. Uh, you know, what? Really? I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it. Like, uh, to your point about, you know, maybe when we were at that age, you know, kind of our late teens, early 20s, the politics looked different. I mean, the context was different. Now, I can guarantee you that the older generations were still fretting about what the entrance of our generations into the political system might mean. But it is true that there are different issues and different situations for every generation. And this this one is no different. Gen Z, as we call them, you know, they're, people are wondering about Gen Z and, and what might happen as they continue to get involved in politics. I view those speeches as an educational opportunity. So I view it through that lens. I think some people view it through the lens of, hey, this person's trying to persuade people of something, or this person's trying to stir things up. But to me, when you look at 
campus speakers or you look at any speaker or you look at these types of events that might be held from a conservative or liberal group on campus, you know, if, if they're trying to educate people, then I think it should be looked at through that lens. And that's why I view working with conservative students as an opportunity for education, just as I view working with liberal students. So, so I just see it through that lens. And I think that leads me to some different places than might be the case for some of those individuals in, in the campuses you mentioned. I don't know how the rest of the political science department at UWL feels, but why is it that on other campuses, political scientists want to teach their kids one way of thinking and then help them to not be exposed to any other way of thinking? That, that a professor would cancel classes so that the students wouldn't possibly be exposed to a perspective on an issue from a different direction. You don't, you know, I, I don't get that. I would have thought, you know, when college professors give extra credit for going to a pro Hamas rally on campus, you get extra credit for attending. Uh, but if a conservative is going to speak, they cancel classes. So nobody goes. In, in that type of situation, Mike, as I said, I don't know about this particular situation, but I would view it through an educational lens. I, yeah. I mean, I can talk about some things I've done for, like, extra credit in my classes. One thing that I did was uh, we had those on-campus debates over the course of the 2022 election cycle. Sure. For example, the debate between Steve Doyle and R Ryan Hipsch, uh, the debate with other local officials, you know, Democrat and Republican. And I gave the students extra credit for attending those debates. But to me, there has to be some educational rationale behind it. So, so that's the ultimate test for me. And I felt like it would be an educational experience for them to hear two candidates from either side. And you know, sometimes there's a third party, and that can even be more educational. So, so for me, it's all about like the educational goals. And if it's not serving an educational purpose, then I wouldn't be doing it. So so that that's kind of my perspective on what you've mentioned. Well, and do you have kids in your classes that are both a Democrat or, or liberal and conservative, both in the same class, not trying to kill each other? <laughs> that's what I say at the first on the first day of the American government courses I teach. I missed out on that a little bit because this semester I'm actually not teaching American government, but I get to do it next semester. And on the very first day of class, I say that this is not a debate class. This is not debate society. We're not trying to persuade anyone of anything. We're trying to understand instead what the Constitution says. We're trying to understand the powers of the three branches. We're trying to understand issues in American public policy. And some students maybe are a little disappointed because they were hoping to engage in harsh debates with the other side, I think a lot of them breathe a little sigh of relief. They're like, oh, good. I don't have to debate with people. I can just learn about how right. things work. I just want to hear it, absorb it, and make my own decision. Thank you very much. Yeah. Dr. Chugoski, I wish there were more of you and uh, clearly more opportunity like uh, the, that that you give your students on the UWL campus. I wish that could occur on other campuses nationwide instead of the closed-minded thinking that we hear so sadly, unfortunately, about often. Dr. Anthony Trigoski, thanks very much. Hug that family for me, pal. We'll talk again. <laughs> <laughs>